This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, supporting America's sugar producers and saluting all of agriculture for continuing to feed America. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says the agency could explore different ways to come to the aid of small refineries. Wheeler appeared before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee today. Right off the bat, Committee Chair John Barrasso of Wyoming criticized Wheeler for the agency's decision not to appeal a Tenth Circuit decision striking down a number of small refinery exemptions. Uh, the EPA's failure to challenge the standing claims of, of the biofuel producers in the Tenth Circuit to me is inexcusable. The uh, EPA's failure to seek a rehearing on the recent Tenth Circuit ruling was uh, inexplicable. Wheeler said the EPA was aware of the circumstances facing oil refiners, but said ethanol producers are also in a hard spot. We have extraordinary circumstances this year, and we are looking to see what relief we can provide everyone. Um, the ethanol industry is also hurting as well, but I, you know, the small refiners in particular because of the Tenth Circuit decision and because of the, um, the amount of gasoline that's currently being sold and used is, is a particular hardship. Refiners. Wheeler says the agency will look into previous waiver requests that were denied, but only after receiving review materials from the Department of Energy. Yesterday saw the release of details of a Department of Agriculture coronavirus aid program. Now, attention shifts to sign up and what comes after this current package. USDA is prorating payments at first. Producers will receive 80% of their eligible payment, with the other 20% potentially coming later. USDA Farm Program Undersecretary Bill Northey tells AgriPulse he doesn't want to wait too long to make a decision about the remaining 20%. It may be partway through this process that we look and we say, our estimates are great, we're going to have 100%, let's cut the rest of this loose, we don't have to wait for the rest of the applications uh, to get this out. USDA is also aware that more aid might be coming from Congress. Northey says the drafting of the livestock assistance in the bill is an example of that. It is not fully covering the loss and the value of those animals that are still on the farm. Now, again, there may be future programs that decide to cover that. We do think there's a little time before, before folks realize those losses. Sign up for the program begins next week, and the department hopes to have checks to producers within a week of their enrollment. There's more in our conversation with Northy on agripulse.com. America's top diplomat in China says work needs to be done to get the maximum benefit of the Phase 1 trade deal for agriculture. Ambassador Terry Branstad tells AgriPulse he's hopeful the agreed-upon purchases will materialize and conditions in China will make that easier to accomplish. A lot of our American uh, producers don't understand the, the, the Chinese system, and, and, and so we're trying to do what we can to educate them about what the needs are to get these exemptions. He says the country is largely back to normal after its outbreak of COVID-19, with the exception of stay-at-home protocols in two provinces. Read the full conversation with Branstead on agripulse.com. Health and telecom experts say the coronavirus is showing the strengths and weaknesses of telehealth. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more. Communication and medical leaders say COVID-19 is underscoring the need for telehealth in rural and urban areas. Dr. Brendan Carr is System Chair in Emergency Medicine at Mount Sinai Health System in New York City. He says telehealth has made it easier to manage COVID-19 patients' symptoms remotely without having them come into clinics spreading the disease. It's a really bad disease, but most people are going to get better. It's going to be time limited. And what we would do for you in a healthcare setting 
until you're very, very sick is very similar to what you can do for yourself at home. But FCC commissioner also named Brendan Carr says there are real life consequences for clinics who do not have an Internet connection. I've been, you know, in this small town on Alaska, which is halfway out the Aleutian chain and visiting a healthcare clinic there and seeing how it's life or death, having a connection back through the Internet to Anchorage or another big city makes all the difference for delivering care there. Despite the surprise stress test COVID-19 has had on Internet networks, Commissioner Carr says capacity is not doing too bad. Read more about how networks are holding up at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. In appreciation of the essential work performed every single day by farmers, ranchers, and everyone across the agriculture supply chain. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.